the most important message that we need to hear or come into greater understanding once we become new creations or born from above is the message on faith. So after receiving salvation, one of the most important messages, and I say this because the Bible declares that the just shall live by faith. And if this is how you live, it's imperative that you come into greater understanding on how you should live. Now, this is recorded, and if you just want to put it up for their seeing Habakkuk 2.4, matter of fact, write these verses down. Habakkuk 2.4, put that one up. Then we're going to go to Romans 1.17, Galatians 3.11, and Hebrews 10.38. And I just want to flash those so you can see. The Bible lets us know out of the mouths of two or three witnesses, let the word of God be established. So we need to establish this or establish the fact that the just shall live by faith. And for that new creation, we have come to understand that for the new creation in Christ, we live from, we live by the faith of Jesus or living in agreement with everything that he accomplished, everything that he purposed and came to do. We come into agreement with that. Are you following me? Behold, the proud, everyone reading, behold, the proud, his soul is not upright in him, but the just, but the just shall live by his face. Now, we know by now that here the writer or Habakkuk is not talking about when it, where it says the just shall live by his faith. He's not talking about our faith as an individual, but by the faith in God or by, or by faith in God. Notice, behold the proud. He's talking about the Babylonians, the wickedness, which is a type of a world system. The proud trust in themselves. But in contrast, the righteous trust or live by faith in God. Now, I'm going to show you this because, um, now let's look at others. Romans 1.17, flash them up so they can see these. Now, here are four verses that establishes or cements that the just shall live by faith. Ready? Let's read. For in, it, for in the righteousness of God, it is revealed from faith to faith, as it is written, the just shall live. How, how shall you live? How? Okay, Galatians 3.11. Now, it is, as she's getting this, it is... Only understanding and knowing how to appropriate Bible faith will you begin to walk in the liberty whereby Christ has set you free. What? Understanding how the new creation in Christ should live. But that no one is justified by the law in the sight of God is evident. For the just shall live how? Okay. Um, Hebrews 10, 38. Now, we will go over these during this teaching, but I wanted to establish the fact because I made the statement that the most important message that you need to hear after receiving salvation is that of faith. How I should live in God's kingdom. Why? Because now I'm a, I am now a citizen of the kingdom of heaven and God's government is different than the world's system. So we need to learn how to operate 
in God's kingdom in order to be successful or effective. And just to give you a nugget, worldly principles does not work in God's kingdom. <laughs> you can't be a success trying to apply worldly principles or adopt worldly principles or bring those same principles into the kingdom of God. No, God's system worked by living in agreement with him, not trying to do something on your own. Did we read this? Ready? Let's read. Now the just shall live how? 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 By faith. Now we're talking about how faith works. So let's just do a little. Let me give you some little. Uh, let's go over some little preliminaries and, and we'll get into this. But I want to establish the fact again that we live how? How? And if this is how you live, don't you want to know how you should live and be effective at it? Because I'm going to tell you, our way don't work. <laughs> it's too hard. It's exasperating. I always come up short. But, it, but if you ever get to the place where you know how to rest in the faith of Jesus, that's where real living begins. Amen. And, and, and I read this quote by Plato some weeks ago, and I read it again, and it reads, we can easily forgive a child who is afraid of the dark. The real tragedy of life is when men are afraid of the light. And I say this in response to how much of the message of faith has been taught. The assumption has been that we live by our faith, that there's something that we must do beyond living in agreement beyond living by the faith of Jesus in order to procure heaven's blessings. No, it's coming into agreement with the Father. It's coming into agreement. It's living in agreement with the Father that causes heaven to go to work for you. Boy, that was a good place. To... When you live in agreement, heaven goes to work. It doesn't really sound like you're convinced, so let's look at the scripture <laughs> So we live by the faith of Jesus. It's not by your own adroitness or dexterity. No, what we do, we take those convictions, God's in-birth persuasion, and we hand it back to him. <laughs> and that says that you agree. When you say back to God what he has said about you, you are saying to God, I trust you. You're saying to God, I believe you. I trust your way. Boy, y'all, uh, see, that, that I, 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 I sense that old way because we've been taught just to live by his faith, thinking that our faith, and, 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 and many have gotten in debt, many have uh, uh, had strokes and heart attacks and all other kind of stuff trying to produce something that they do not have the ability to do. So again, you hustle like heathens or you hustle like those in the world system 
only to realize, man, I'm still coming up short. And when I say hustle, in the sense of trying to get things the same way that the world does, that is not how you should do it, beloved. And one of the greatest fallacies of man, and this is why I read that quote, is the fear of walking away from antiquated revelations, ideas, and operations that no longer serve them. So you can't be afraid to move away or explore greater truths than that which was taught to you 30 years ago. So God hasn't said anything since 77. I was thinking about Apostle Price and, and just looking at uh, going over some of his books, uh, Faith, Foolishness, or Presumption, How Faith Works, various books. And it, most of those, it, some have been revised, but they were written in the 70s. And having been a student of MTI, I believe that if as students and pupils of him, it would be a great disservice to what he imparted into us if we're not seeking greater revelations than where he left off. <laughs> and sometimes, again, we're preaching revelations of old, not that they were no, no, they were true and good and were good for that day. But we have to understand that we're not in that day now. What has God said today? Because there are truths. Again, revelation just means to uncover, to unveil, to disclose, apocalypsis in the Greek. So there are things that are written. It, it, a revelation, again, is not something that's new. It's new to you. It's just been uncovered to you today. But there are truths that are in this word that's been there almost 3,000 years. So we just can't keep rehashing what is it, good for our learning and understanding, but, but we just can't leave it there. Just like a race. When you're in a relay, when they pass you the baton, you don't stop where they stop. No, you pick up, minister, where they stop, and you run on. And you should run faster. So there should be some greater revelations then. Are you here? And, it's, it now, and one thing I was assured of when I left California in 2000 was how you know, I knew how to appropriate my faith. But, uh, uh, the, ooh, now, the revelations that God has uncut, ooh. Now, 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 imagine uh, uh, getting manifestations of bits and pieces. Imagine what you can get now when you got greater. Oh, So we can't be afraid to leave old systems and operations that no longer serve you. Are you with me? So whether uh, uh, it was intentional or, or not, we don't live by our faith. 
And I'm not saying he said that, but I'm just saying in general, but it has been taught or presumed that we live by our faith. No, we live by the faith of Jesus. We place our faith into him. Oh, boy, this is. Well, let's see what the word says. Are you with me? Hebrews 11, 39 and 40. Hebrews 11. Since you seem to be studious today, I'm not going to be in a rush. Take my time. Some of you tired of living from your faith. (laughs) Man. Mad at a little money you make it leave. But, but see, when you live from his faith and you live in agreement with him, he'll take your little bit and turn it into a whole lot. Why? Because his system is different from this worldly system. <laughs> see, under the old covenant, it was a system whereby that if they kept the demands then justification would come about but it was a faith in doing it was a faith in God that if I did this then he would so when Jesus came we no longer have to be justified by doing (laughs) he was raised because of our justification are you here And I say that to say the author here now, he's writing to Jews who were evaluating Jesus and struggling with this new faith. I'm preaching today to believers who are struggling with with coming off your faith into living by the faith of Jesus. That's what they would do. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. But, But see, again. But before you just run off and, and, and talk about the preacher, study the scripture and let, let's, let's, let's rightly divide it. Because it's not your faith in the sense that we, we, no, no, you put your faith in him. As I said before, there's never been a time where God's children at any point were to live independent of him. Why do you call him your source? Then you try to become your source. He my provider will stop working and let him do it. When I say working, trying to produce it on your own and just put your faith in agreement with him. So he goes through a great detail, emphasizing, listen to this, the supremacy and the preeminence of Christ over the old covenant. Okay. And when you understand, again, these people were still trying to be justified by the old way, Moses' way. Are you here? Then he goes to declare that Jesus is superior to angels. And this information you already know, he's superior to the Old Testament prophets, Moses, the priesthood, all of the sacrificial systems. And his death on the cross, listen to this, fulfilled the old covenant. And it is having faith. That's why when he said it is finished, the sin debt was paid in full. Now you can rest in him. Notice that. Look, look, look. He finished the work so you wouldn't have to keep working. Hold on. Don't go quit your job. I'm not talking about working a job. No. 
trying to establish something on your own efforts. So husbands, don't go home. That, you see, I told you, that's why I'm not working. Pastor said I shouldn't work. See, you, you, that, no, Pastor did not say no such thing. Are you with me? And it is having faith in Jesus that leads believers into God's rest. So now let's look at, because I want to show you something. Whew. Boy, this is good. Hold on, hold on, hold on. And see, oh, I'm going to say some things. Ooh, it's going to make some folk. Ooh. And see, when you understand, see, sometimes we mix an old with the new. Let's talk about the Jesus that got up. That's the new creation. We live based upon the Jesus that got up. Our faith is in the one that came. You need to be strong in your convictions in him. But you don't necessarily, listen to how I'm saying this. I don't need to be strong in faith. I need to be strong in my convictions in Jesus. If you're strong, now what do you, what do you mean strong? When you are solid in what you believe in. You place that back into the hands of Jesus. That's all the strength you need. I don't need to be strong in the sense that we say strong in faith because Abraham was strong in faith, but Abraham didn't receive the promise, even though he was strong in faith. Jesus was strong enough for me. That's why when I'm weak, Greater is he that is in His strength is made perfect in your your weakness. So if you can put your agreement in him, man, he, he, he's all the strength you need. Because we're trying to be, matter of fact, what, 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 are you, what are you actually saying when you say I'm strong? In, what does that mean? I'm strong in faith. What, is, what, is, what, are, you, what are you implying? And see, a lot of times, we, strong faith, weak faith, not, all that stuff, God bless that. But, but Jesus came, and he had he, all the faith I need is in him. Why? Because he is the author and finisher. So if he is the author and the finisher of my faith, why does my faith need to be strong and mighty when I serve a God that's strong and mighty? See, again, preachers. We can't be afraid to leave antiquated teachings. I'm strong in my convictions, and I place them back in him. And all these, do y'all see this? Who are these? Abraham, Isaac, Jacob. Moses, Rahab, Gideon, Samson, David, and others. He's talking about the, the hall of faith, as some say, or the faith of old. You hear? He's, he's giving a good testimony. Listen, listen to what it says about it. And all these having obtained what? A good testimony through faith. Did not receive the promise. Although they had a good testimony. 
God having provided something better for us, that they should not be made perfect apart from us. Do you see this? Now, although many promises had been given and fulfilled in their lifetimes, they did not receive the great promise. Namely what? The coming of the Messiah, talking about Jesus and salvation in him. They died before Jesus appeared. See, oh, yeah, y'all here. God had, look at verse 40. God had planted something. Listen, so that something better is you no longer dependent on your effort, but it's resting in what he finished. Oh, boy. Y'all looking. As long as the believers in the Old Testament times were without those who are in Christ, listen to this, it was impossible for them to experience the fulfillment of salvation because none was made perfect under the old covenant because Christ, what? He had not died yet. They were saved, but it wasn't until Jesus' work on the cross was completed could salvation be made perfect. Are you guys here? So their salvation looked ahead to what Christ would do. So everybody in the old covenant, their salvation looked ahead of what Jesus would do. It was having faith in that he would come. He hadn't came. It was having faith in that he would. And it's made perfect because when he came, watch this now. Are y'all looking? Are y'all listening? Listen, watch this. Their salvation looked ahead to what Christ would do. You can see that in Hebrews eleven thirteen. if you want to put it, up, put it up. Matter of fact, let me read it. These all died in faith, not having received the promises, but having seen them afar off, were assured of them, embraced them, and confessed that they were strangers and pilgrims on the earth. So their salvation looked ahead to what Christ would do. Ours look back to what he has done. So ours is more perfect. Hebrews, the same book, Hebrews 10, 14 says this. With one sacrifice, Christ made his people perfect forever. They are the ones who are being made Holy, not perfect in the sense of flawlessness, but perfect in the sense that we're now free in him and your efforts don't mean anything. If you're trying to establish something by your efforts, no, take your efforts and place them in agreement with him. Are you here? So when Jesus came, the salvation that they were looking forward to, now that we're walking into it, that's assurance from them that the Jesus that we were believing that was to come came, so we're good. Are you here? So although these people had a great testimony, they did not walk into what we're walking in. Are you here? So even though Abraham had strong faith, and you, listen, you had to have strong faith in a Messiah who's only talked about. See, ours is in one 
who came. So I don't need strong faith like Abraham. We have proof that he came. Uh, oh, this is, this is, this is, I, I want you to chew on it because it could be meaty. But it's the word. So, and it, Again, let's explain to me, you being strong in faith, what, what are you saying when you say, I'm strong in faith? Are you here? Now, let's look at something. Because Satan is after, thank you, son, your agreement. If we live by the faith of Jesus... And that's living in agreement with the Father. Watch this. What do you think Satan's job is to do? To get you out of agreement. Now, we're talking about how faith works, but it, it, I won't get to all that today, so don't, don't, don't rush me into that. Slow down. Take a break. Some of you pulling too hard. Pull, but don't pull so hard. <laughs> I want you to pull, but you, some just tugging too hard. And it's coming more so on this side. So just, just, just pull, but not pulling too, yanking. Don't yank. Just pull. Amen. Pull. <laughs> Are you guys here? So Satan is after. I would write that down to you if I were you. Satan is after my agreement. What is he after? He's after what? Now, huh, let's read Hebrews 10, 23. So after he, actually the first 10 chapters, he, he, the writer explains the supremacy of, of Christ. and um, He tells them, listen, hold fast. Then in chapter 11, we see him giving testimonies of those before, but still, but when you understand what he was trying to get them to do, hey, listen, hold fast to your faith. Let me tell you about those who preceded you. They had a good report, but they didn't walk in what you are walking in. So rather than trying to go to an old system, you walk in, hold fast to this revelation. Hold fast to what the Christ that actually came has done. Ah. See if you let us hold fast. Is the verse up? Okay. Can we all read together? Let us fast the profession of our faith without faith wavering. For he, see, hold fast. Again, Satan is after your agreement. agreement. By now, no, no, that's what I want you to do. I want participation. Minister, that word profession is the Greek word what? Homologia. Now tell us what it means. See, see, do y'all hear him? 
See, he, see, you can tell when people are getting it. Everybody else looking like trying to look in your notes. No. See, you got, see, who, which brings me to another point. See, you got to have this word in you in abundance. Because out of the abundance of what's in your heart, your mouth is going to speak. And if it's, this is not in you in abundance, you will forever live in disagreement with the Father. Homologia, to what? Say the same together. To speak to a what? Conclusion. Later, what do you mean speak to conclusion? What did God say about that? That's what you say. See, your faith is placed in what God said about it. God said this, so I believe that, and that's what. It, are you here? Homologia can refer to what? The collective agreement of Christians about what God loves and hates and the courage to proclaim it. Now, watch this. Again, when you live in agreement with God, you're going to love what he loves and hate what he hates. So that take away all this loose living kind of stuff that people think you're preaching. No, because if you're really living in agreement, you're going to love what he loves and hate what he hates. It doesn't take a whole lot to look between that. What, what, what God say about this type of living? Well, look what the word says. And if I live in agreement, if, if it's something he desires that I do, guess what I'm going to do? I'm going to do it. And if it's something that uh, contradicts the word, guess what I'm Now, who, who don't understand that? See, again, sometimes we wonder, minister, why things aren't manifesting. It's not because people aren't being good. They just not have come into agreement. See, things aren't manifested because you are good. Things are manifested because you are in agreement. And again, if you live in agreement, you will be good. good. Come on, Pastor. Amen. So Satan is after your agreement. Now, he comes at you on the basis of the word of God. So don't you think you should know your Bible? That's why he won't saints. Ignorant or to ignore scripture. Because if you don't know, watch this now. If you don't know it, you can't be in agreement. And as long as you are not in agreement, he has access to put his hands on you. Did you hear what I just said? So when I'm not in agreement, you're giving him access. That's not to say that weapons won't form, but when I'm in agreement, they won't prosper. Amen. So nobody's saying things won't try to come against you, but when I'm in agreement, God has to honor his, he's bound by his word. That's why he said, hold fast to your agreement without wavering. He's faithful that promised. Satan comes at you. I would write that down. Satan comes at me on the basis of the word of God. And I would also write this. He can't touch me as long as I'm in agreement with God's word. See, again, minister, our minds have to be renewed to the word. Man, I ain't talking all that. I'm just teaching Bible. Devil can't do, man. What the devil? Devil do what he want to do. See, it, Again, I'm agreeing with the word, sir. Well, what happened to so-and-so? I don't know about what happened to so-and-so, but I am following the one who was in agreement, and it worked for them, and it's working for me. See, that, that's...
So he comes at you on the basis of the, you, you remember when he was talking to Eve? I think it's Genesis 3 and 3. Go there real quick. Let me see something. Are y'all with me? That's Genesis 3 to 3. Oh, yeah. Okay. But in the fruit of the garden, uh, uh, look, in the midst of the garden, God has said you should not eat. Go, go to verse 4. One of them. Okay, there it go. Uh, but other, of course, y'all know what God told Adam, yada, yada, yada. But of the fruit of the tree, which is in the midst of the garden, uh, notice, God has said you should not eat of it, nor shall you what? Touch unless you die. Then the serpent said what? He what? Now, what, what is verse 5? Maybe verse 5. Verse 5. For God knows in the day that you would leave it, you would never, uh, verse 6. So what happened? Now let's go back to verse 2. Well, let's go to verse 1. <laughs> okay, there we go. We had to do all that to get to verse 1. But the, the point I'm showing you is that he comes at you on the basis of the word. Now, the serpent was more cunning than any beast of the field which the Lord God had made. And he said to the woman, has God indeed said? You're talking about you blessed. And see. Then you start looking at your natural circumstances and get in agreement with the enemy. Walk around here. Look at your body talking about you hit the heel and Jesus stripes healed you. You don't feel healed, do you? And see, people start. You know, your mama died of the same thing. And, and you, you confessing all this stuff and talking about God, had God not See, you even have to watch your environment. Child, you just, you just need to accept the Lord's will. What does his will say about your healing? That's what you need to accept. What does he say about your finances? What does he say about your relationship? That's what you See, just because you're a Christian doesn't mean that you're living in agreement with God. Doesn't mean you're living in agreement just because you're claiming to be a Christian. But notice he says, has God indeed said? So he comes at you on the basis of the word. He's after your agreement. In any area, Satan does not want you to be in agreement. Matthew 4, let's look at, let's look at, it, look, it, and if it, he tried the same thing with Jesus. Now, we see in Habakkuk 2, 4, Romans 1, 17, Galatians 3, 11, Hebrews 10, 38, that the just shall live how? Living in agreement with, that's what, so you have to be full of the word of God. 
You want to be, be strong? Be strong in your convictions, in that persuasion, hearing, declaring. Now, this is when Jesus was led into the wilderness. And, of course, we know he was tempted by the devil. Verse 3, now when the tempter came to him, he said, if you are the son of God, command these stones be made bread. Again, in that Hebrew culture, we know that the son of God was saying that you are indeed God. Notice, he said, if you are the son of God, make these stones be bread. Verse 4, but he answered, Jesus answered and said, it is written. Man shall not live by bread alone. The just shall live by faith, not bread alone. But by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. Circle that word, word. We're going to look at it in a minute. So when, 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 the tip, when Satan came and tried to Put, use the word against Jesus, what did Jesus do? He answered with the word. I submit to you, if you go back to Monday, have every word you spoke lined up with what's written. Did you declare what God said about whatever situations, things were going on, about those things that God has said, or did you speak based upon how you felt? Then we wonder why things aren't happening. You're not in agreement. It ain't because you bad. Not in agreement. And again, if you're in agreement, you will be good. Then the devil, that was one, took him up into a... The holy city set him on the pinnacle of the temple and said to him, if you are the son, of, here he goes again. Throw yourself down for it is written uh, for it. What, what was the response? For it is written, he shall give his angels charge of you and in their hands. They shall bear you. Notice what watch this. Watch this. Watch this. Watch this. Notice he's putting to scripture. Hold on. Notice he said, and he said to him, if you're the son of man, for it is written, you know what the Bible says. Are you here? Notice he is a, a deceiver. So when, it, when he tries to put it on you, he's trying to deceive you. Trying to run the flim flam on you. That's why you have to know. What it says. Now you know the Bible says the poor you will have with you always, so now you don't accept poverty. You, you know why the poor you will have with you always? Because there's going to always be somebody who don't believe. That's why. Doesn't mean. He became rich. No, he became poor that through his poverty, you might become rich. Quote that one. He wasn't talking about rich spiritually either. Jesus said 
to him. It is written again. <laughs> you should not tempt the Lord your God. Keep going. Good God Almighty. See, what are you, are you speaking, as minister said, to the, when the devil presents himself to you, are you saying back to him what God has said? Not what you get. Devil, leave me alone. The devil, stand back. Get down. No, no. You better get some word in you. Why, why is he yelling? Calm down, man. Calm down. Slow your roll, bruh. Chill, man. Come on now. Teach. Relax. And the devil took him. Did y'all hear me talking to myself? <laughs> Having a David moment, encouraging myself. There's nothing wrong with talking to yourself. As long as you're saying the right things. And the devil took him up what? On an exceedingly high mountain. And showed him all the kingdoms of the world and their glory. And he said to him, all these things I will give to you if you fall down and worship me. Keep going. Then Jesus said, away with you, Satan, for it is. Notice, Jesus stayed in agreement. You said, where's the Lord your God? And only him you shall serve. Then the devil did what? Left him. One translation says, for a more opportune time. Then the devil left him, and behold, angels came and ministered to him. Notice. Oh, do y'all see what happened? Do y'all see what happened? Did you notice Satan's pertinacity or his persistence? He was devoted to trying to get Jesus off. And he's devoted to try to get you out of agreement. But what happened? What happened as a result of Jesus standing in agreement? No, before they came. What ha Thank you, mother. What happened? He left. Meaning he couldn't penetrate. He couldn't, he couldn't get through because of the word. So, ah, let me come back later. And see, what he's trying to do is trying to penetrate you, but as long as you are in agreement with the word, I can't, I, I, I can't, I'm wearing myself out. Let me come back when he ain't in agreement. That's why you have to live in agreement. It's not something you do when you need it. No, this is how I live. Just like I breathe, I live in agreement. See, I submit to you, that's what James meant by what he meant by submit to God, resist the devil, and he will flee. Jesus showed us that. You know how you resist the devil? Thank you, sir. You get the star today. No, because he, 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 that's, yeah. You resist the devil by standing in agreement with the Father. 
See, some of you look at me strange when I say he can't penetrate as long as you're in agreement. We just seen that. What did he do? He left. What did he do? Let's go to James 4. Let's show, let's show something. In, in this passage, he's really dealing with worldly pride and how to get, real, get rid of that prideful spirit by submitting to God. But there's a principle here. Therefore, submit to God. Resist the devil. He will flee from you. That sounds like he wasn't successful. It didn't penetrate. Are y'all with me? Therefore, submit to God. Hupotasso is the Greek word. It's almost it's similar or gets its root from hypostasis. In Hebrews 11, one, which talks about Standing under God's agreement. Are you here? Oh, okay. So notice, hypo means what? Under. Tasso what? Arranged. Properly. So, well, well it, it literally means to place yourself under God's arrangement or agreement. Because if you look up. That word arrangement, it also means agreement. Let's slow it down. So when you submit, man of God, submitting to God is to place yourself in line or under his agreement. So whatever God has said about it, I'm getting under that. I'm standing in agreement with that. God's arrangement, his agreement, submitting to his, to, that is submitting to the Lord's plan. What's his plan? What, what's his plan concerning this or that? But see, you won't know that except you know the word. I know the thoughts that I have toward you, says the Lord. Plans of, y'all don't know that verse? Good, not evil, to give you an expected end. I'm paraphrasing, but you know where I'm at, Jeremiah 29, 11, if you want to look at it and critique, oh, he, ain't, he, he missed a word. Missed a word. Say that to the devil when he doesn't see you. Don't say that to the devil when he's trying to be. Okay, so, so we know. <clears throat> there you go. For I know the thoughts I have told you. What? One translation says plans, but anyway, let's go back to James 4. So we know that submit means to what? Place yourself under God's arrangement, or you can say agreement. Resist, you see this? Untisteme. Untisteme. And it means properly to what? Take a complete stand against. A contrary, and figuratively, notes that contrary position, figuratively speaking, to establish one's position publicly by conspicuously holding one's ground. That is refusing. See, 
we've seen Jesus refusing to be removed. How? Because he placed himself under God's arrangement, under God's agreement. And as a result, Satan, what? The scripture says he left. So when you submit to God by getting into agreement with his arrangement, Satan, well, first, you got to hold fast to it. It means to forcefully, forcefully declare one's personal conviction. What? Persuasion. Are you here? Where they unswervingly stand to keep one's possession ardently withstand without giving up. That, see, that goes back to holding fast. See, again, you can't do this if that word is in you in abundance. Notice it says to keep one's possession, which is another word for title. And we see in Hebrews 11.1 1, that now faith, God's inbirth persuasion, is the title, is the evidence, is the proof. His word, not yours, his word. So you have to hold fast to that to that possession, that title, that guarantee. Are you here? So to resist, so when James says submit to God, get under his arrangement, his agreement, and declare it. We heard Jesus declaring to the devil. It is written. See, what was he doing? He was refusing to be moved. So he, he came at him again, but Jesus what stood his ground. He refused. Watch this. So no matter how many times he comes to you, you have to refuse to be removed or moved. And guess what? He will flee. But here's the thing. And when he come back, just stand your ground and refuse to be, the Bible says he'll flee from you. That's telling me he wasn't, excess, he wasn't successful in his attempt. Watch this. To get you off. Or to attack. Y'all hear? Hmm. Whenever you place yourself under God's agreement and unwaveringly state your position to the devil, he will flee. But you have to unwaveringly, because he will, see, he, don't just take, don't relax after he presents it to you three times. Well, I'm good now. He, I, I got my three, no, see, we have to understand hyperboles to exaggerations. It, it, it could be it could be three thousand, but however how, how many however many times he presents himself to you, you have to declare back to the devil what God said about this thing and refuse to be remo- and refuse to be moved. And you would know when he leaves. You would know. How you know? Just like you know when he come, right? You know when he leave. Why? Because that thing didn't work. Okay. 
Let, let me close with this. Let me close with this. Psalm 90, and you know this one, 94, 22. Listen. <sighs> Let's look at this. But the Lord, or you can say word, in the beginning was the, okay, it's the same thing. But the Lord, or the word, has been my defense. And my God, the rock of my refuge. I submit to you, it's not that the word don't work. People just don't stay in agreement. Misgob. You already know this, that word defense in the Hebrew is the Hebrew word misgob. And it means a secure height, a retreat, a stronghold. It means to be unassailable. Unassailable. U-N-A-S-S. A. I-L-A-B-L-E. Okay? And unassailable means to, unassailable means unable to be attacked, questioned, or defeated. And we just seen two examples that when you hold fast, Satan, listen, uh, unable to be attacked, questioned, or defeated. So when he comes to you, he cannot penetrate. Why? Because the Lord has put you in a place where you are untouchable because you are in agreement with him. Unable to be attacked. <laughs> That's why you have to hold fast and refuse to be moved because as long as you hold fast, you are in that place where God has lifted you up and you can't be attacked, questioned, or defeated. That's why he leaves. Why? Because I can't get, I can't get to her. I can't. Why? Because the word has become her defense. Y'all, that's why it's so imperative. You have to say, you, you, can't, you can't afford to talk crazy, even jokingly, because you're giving the devil access to attack, to question, and defeat. Last verse. I told you to circle the word word. In Matthew, listen. I don't care how much the devil tried to beat you over there. Don't believe this, man. You, 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 you better believe it. It's to your advantage. Now, look, now he don't want you, look how clever he is or tries to be. He don't want you to believe God, but he wants you to believe him. See? Don't believe that. Believe me. Jesus said, man should not live by bread alone. Back in Matthew 4 and 4, man should not live by bread alone, but by every word. You, you know now that's the, the Greek word rhema. To speak a spoken word 
oh, okay. A spoken word made by what? The, see, when you... Oh. To the devil, demons, principalities, and powers, when you speak the word, you sound to them like God. Why? Because it's his word that you are speaking. Are you here? It's commonly used, of course, in New Testament, in LXX, it talks about old Greek, for the Lord speaking his what? Dynamic voice, living word in a what? Believer. To in-birth faith. So every time you speak the word, faith comes by hearing. And hearing by the spoken, see, see? So every time you speak the word, God is in birth in that, persuasion that. Listen, you're getting stronger in your convictions. And I've been saying it for a long time, and I just noticed this the other day. This, I was saying, y'all know I, I, had, I said it to you first. But, you, you know, in just the revelation. But here, part of the definition says, so then he, re, he refers us to Romans 10, 17. So faith proceeds from what? Spirit, this Bible faith, spiritual hearing, Moreover, this hearing is consummated through a consummated. Jesus is the author and finisher. Notice it's not consummated until you say back to him what he has said about you, your situation and circumstances. See, that's, see we, we, when you say back to God, that's agreement. That's now heaven goes to work. Whatever you bind on earth will be bounded. Whatever you loose on it. See, heaven goes to work when you get into agreement with what the Lord said. Notice, consummate means to bring to a state of, per of perfection or fulfillment. To complete an arrangement or agreement. Do those words sound familiar? Arrangement, agreement. So when we say back to God, every time you speak the word, you're speaking life altering, life changing words. Rhema. Not just when somebody give you a word. See, we got no you. Every time you speak the word, you are speaking rhema. <laughs> are you here? And notice it's consummated through what? A rhema word. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the spoken word. So when you speak what you hear, you, you, you just can't just you, you just can't hear it. You have to say. Thank you. James says what? When you, you see you deceive yourself when you just hear only. And that's what a lot of people do. I read my Bible, but you didn't say anything. What did you say when Satan came? Get out of my house. See, you can, have, you can need more than that. You can need more than that, baby. You, you, can, you, can, you can open your door, tell him to get out. But, but, but listen, if there is no agreement with God, you can leave that door open all night, and he can stand in front of you with his hands folded and wear you out. Until you find that place where you can start getting in agreement with God.
devil is a lie, you better say what the word. See, see, we're saying cliches in, 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 in popular lingo. No, no. What does, as a believer, your word should be what God has said. So what did we learn thus far today? The just shall live how? By faith. Living in agreement with God. See, we need to learn how. See, we got to know how it works. And one of the things we need to understand is that, number one, we live by, put this definition up, I'm done. Pistis. So you have this normal human type of faith, worldly type of faith. Faith in its purest form is just to have confidence or belief in another or something else. That's all. But for the believer, uh, pistis, watch this, is always what? A gift from God. We're talking about this kind of faith. And, some, and, and never something that can be produced so how are you living by your faith and you can't, in this kind of faith is only produced by God? Let me show you what your faith comes in. In short, pissed is faith for the believer is God's. But see, you can't, you, you won't be persuaded if you're not saying back to God. See, when you hear it, it persuades you. It builds you up. But it's not consummated until you take it and give it back. The psalmist said, once have you spoken, twice have I heard it, that power belongs to God. It was spoken once, but he heard it twice. <laughs> It was spoken once, but he heard it twice. Well, how did, you hear, how, how did you hear it twice? When you say back to God what he spoke once. <laughs> you say back to him. Oh, man. For the believer is God's what? Divine person. And therefore, distinct. again, this type of faith is distinct from human belief or confidence, yet involving it. So what do you mean? When he inverts faith in you, you take what he has inverted in you and place it back into him. That's where your belief comes in. Place it, it no, he needs it. Why? He needs your agreement. Are you here? The Lord continually births faith in the unit believer so they can know what, what he, that is, the persuasion of his will. Faith is always received from God and never generated by, we're talking about pistis, Bible faith. So throughout this season, we're going to learn how faith, how do we appropriate faith relative to finances, to help, to business. See, we don't do it like the world do it. He's telling me not to hustle. Hustle however you want to hustle, but hustle in agreement. It'll make it a whole lot easier. See, the hustle is easier 
when you hustle living in agreement. Come on, let's get a lot of hand clap of praise. If this message has been a blessing to you and you would like to make a donation and support this ministry as we expand the kingdom of God, please visit ShekinahGloryFC.com or download our church app from iTunes App Store or Google Play by searching Shekinah Glory FC and click Give to make your donation.